0: Good morning everyone. It's wonderful to be here on such an important and impactful day for students and their families across this province. I want to extend a sincere thank you to Elk Island Public School Division and to Principal Bill Schlapp and the rest of the staff at Elk Island Public Schools for hosting and warmly welcoming us here today pardon me at. Heritage Hills Elementary School, and what a beautiful elementary school it is. Two weeks ago, Alberta's government delivered a budget with historic investments in schools and classrooms, including right here in Sherwood Park with a new high school solution for Sherwood Heights. This was Elk Island's top capital ask. I also want to highlight the work and advocacy of my colleagues, the Honourable Nate Glubish and MLA Jordan Walker who have been strong voices for the Sherwood Park community. Children and youth in Alberta schools are an integral part of this future. And we are making significant strides to ensure every child is supported in our schools, whether in the classroom or on the school bus. One of the biggest issues we are tackling through budget 2023 is ensuring education remains affordable and accessible. We recognize that school authorities and parents are under pressure to do pardon me under pressure due to rising transportation costs and inflation. And to help relieve this pressure, we are providing school authorities with an additional 414 million dollars over the next 3 years to support school transportation improvements. This includes a 32% increase in funding for the 22 or pardon me for the 23-24 Year. This increased funding will ensure Alberta's student transportation system is safer for students, more affordable for parents and families, and responsive to the funding needs of our school authority partners. Not only are we making historic financial investments to improve student transportation, we are also updating eligibility criteria through regulatory changes. New changes to the school transportation regulation will include reducing the distance eligibility for students from the current 2.4 kilometers to 1 kilometer for kindergarten to grade 6 students and 2 kilometers for grade 7 to 12 students. It includes reducing the maximum distance from a student's residence to their bus route and modifying the distance calculation so it uses the shortest driving route and no longer includes walking paths. This means about 80,000 more students will be eligible for provincially funded school transportation. Currently, about 47,000 students of, of those students are paying a transportation fee to get to and from school. With these eligibility changes, their families will save more than $20 million in future transportation costs. Additionally, more than 30,000 students who are not currently eligible for transportation services will become eligible. We will be able to accommodate about 20,000 newly eligible students by placing them in buses that are not currently at capacity, particularly in our rural areas. And to serve the remaining 13,000 students, we expect to add about 250 additional school bus routes. Lowering the eligibility distance and adjusting distance calculations will enhance student safety and increase clarity for parents and school authorities. Keeping in mind, school authorities need ample time to make operational changes and to communicate them to parents. These changes will take effect September 1st of 2024. School authorities that can transport students under the new criteria will be fully supported through budget 2023. Along with supporting newly eligible students, this year's budget will also continue to address increased costs and inflationary pressures. Additional funding is expected to reduce rural ride times by 9%. It will also help address concerns about driver shortages and recruitment through driver training. And funding for driver training will will support over 1,200 drivers, including 350 new drivers increasing the driver workforce by 6%. The fuel price contingency program will also continue for the 23-24 school year, giving school authorities tens of millions of dollars to address high fuel costs and protect school bus services. I would like to conclude by thanking the Student Transportation Task Force, led by my colleague and MLA for Lethbridge East, now the Minister of Infrastructure and Deputy Premier, Honorable Nathan Newdorf for their work and their recommendations to our government. Back in 2020, the task force brought together education system partners, transportation industry representatives, and MLAs to examine the future of student transportation in Alberta. Their report was released in May of 2020. Pardon me, their report was released in May of 2021 along with government's three-phase action plan in response to its recommendations. And today's changes implement the third and final phase of that action plan. More than 300,000 Alberta students and their families rely on transportation services to and from school every single day. And as Minister of Education, I take this responsibility extremely, extremely seriously. I am confident the improvements we are making will benefit Albertans for many years to come. And with that, I want to invite Trina Boymuk, chair board chair of elk Island public school
1: divisions to provide remarks so thank you everyone good morning minister
2: uh, lagrange minister glubish as well as emily walker and thank you very much for the invitation to be part of this event at all public schools We are committed to providing the best possible services to our families, including student transportation, because a safe, affordable, and accessible mode of transporting students to and from school every day is an important element of public education. Elk Island Public Schools has a long-standing practice of of being proactive in finding ways to serve our diverse rural and urban communities by making access to transportation equitable for both our urban and rural families, minimizing ride times, offering enhanced services uh, to expand on school and program of choice, and that makes our life easier for our families forging partnerships with other education providers, as well as being offering in-house melt training for bus operators. But as the minister has stated, school boards have often been challenged financially to meet those needs. Our division, along with other public school boards in Alberta, have flagged some of the financial pressure points and over the past several years have shared those with the minister including the impact of high high fuel prices, the pressures caused from rising insurance and cost of operating our buses, and the challenges in hiring, training, and retaining bus operators. We are very pleased to see that these concerns have been addressed in this budget. Through school boards, parents and administrator voices have been heard and the minister has taken concrete actions as a result of that. The allocation that is announced will assist divisions in providing a high-quality service to our families that they have been needing, and it will protect divisions from fluctuating fuel costs, expanding school and program of choice within a public system, and it allows students to take advantage of safe, accessible, efficient, affordable bus drives. On behalf of Elk Island Public Schools, I want to wish to express our appreciation not only for this funding today, but for making education a focus in the budget overall. From building much-needed infrastructure to addressing growing enrollment, the food inflation, and as well as addressing the learning achievement gaps as a result of the pandemic. A government that invests in education reaps the dividends by creating a diverse future generation that will contribute to a successful successful and prosperous Alberta. I look forward to continuing to work collaboratively with the government of Alberta as we work towards providing high quality education and that students can grow and achieve now and into the future.
1: Great. Uh, Thank you so much, Minister, and thank you to Board Chair Trina Boymuk. We will now go to media questions. Uh, We'll start in the room today and then go to the phone lines. As a friendly reminder, media, you can ask one question and one follow-up. For those in the room, please identify yourself and the outlet. You can go ahead with the first question. All right, we will be moving to the phone lines. Operator, can you please put through the first question?
3: Janet French, CBC.
1: Janet French, CBC.
0: Hi there, question for the minister. Oh, yes. question um, for the minister.
4: Um, we heard an estimate, we heard an and estimate. I've also asked you about and your, you plans, for your plans for your implementation. Plans for when the opposition asked about the rollout of curriculum and estimates, you said grade 4 to 6 math and... Oh, can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? uh you said grade four to six math and english language arts would be the new components that would be mandatory next year
3: stand but by. uh Janet.
1: sorry we lost her hello hello
0: hi Go ahead, Janet. We can hear you now. Uh, we only heard the beginning part of your question. Go ahead.
4: That was a wild experience. That was um, a wild experience. Um, so, for the minister, uh, I asked you about. Uh, plans for curriculum implementation, and we also heard in estimates um, when the opposition had asked about the rollout of curriculum, that you'd said grades four to six, math and English language arts would be the new components that are mandatory next year, but there's been no word about science, French or Francais language arts. So are we to infer infer from your answer in estimates that those subjects will not be mandatory in schools next year for the new curriculum? And will we have an answer about the timeline of implementation of curriculum before the election?
0: We will have um, a timeline on implementation of curriculum uh, moving forward before the election. Uh, The other piece to that is uh, no decisions have been uh, formally made yet in terms of uh, the release of the other subjects. Uh, We have been piloting the science and the two French language programs. Um, for the last year, we've had approximately about 1,000 teachers, over 22,000 students involved in the science and the two French language, French immersion, and, and French uh, as a second language uh, subjects, and uh, anticipate making uh, some uh, some formal uh, announcements in the near future. So stay tuned on those.
1: Thanks so much, Minister. Jan- question.
4: I do. on Back to transportation. Some school divisions have long said that they take a loss on transport, that the cost of busing exceeds their provincial funding and that they have to draw money that should be going to classrooms to cover this difference. And it looks here like you're substantially expanding the number of children or people who are eligible for transportation, but will school divisions get more money per student for transport next year? And if not, why not?
0: Yes, because on, on, uh, when we did the audits of the school division, so part of the Student Transportation Task Force um, was a recommendation to audit school authorities so that we could actually look at real costs and uh, that has been all factored into the overall funding increase which is increasing uh, for the 23-24 year by um, uh, 32% which works out to $424 million from the current 300 and some odd million dollars that it is right now. So, in fact, that will address real cost, inflationary costs, uh, the actual costs of, um, of uh, ensuring that uh, school buses are safe and that uh, school authorities are able to hire, retain, uh, attract, um, train new bus drivers, and, and the current ones, keep the ones that they currently have. Also, it uh, allows for school authorities to, to really uh, look at their overall system and reduce the uh, transportation fees because the fees have actually been incorporated, school authorities have been uh, raising their fees to adjust to the inflationary costs, so therefore these fees will be eliminated over time. My anticipation is that approximately twenty million dollars of parent fees uh, in the future will be eliminated as a result of the investments that we're doing. This is huge. This is probably the most significant uh, uh, reformation of transportation that has occurred in decades in Alberta and so we were very thoughtful to make sure that we looked at all of the cost pressures as well as all of the other issues that school authorities were facing and what they told us for the Uh, Student Transportation Task Force, the audits, et cetera, that we've done and all the work we've done with the engagement, as Trina was alluding to earlier, that we've done with school authorities and uh, the system as a whole to make sure we actually addressed real issues with with how we're um, addressing, uh, adding all these funds into education. We wanted to make sure that the dollars are going where they're most needed. So again, fourteen hundred and or four hundred and fourteen million over three years, but an additional um, increase to four hundred and twenty-nine million just in this upcoming twenty-three, twenty-four year.
1: Awesome, thank you so much, Minister. Operator, can you please put through the next question?
3: Eva Ferguson, Calgary Herald.
1: Yes,
2: thank you. Um, how many more? students from independent schools do you think will now be eligible for busing thanks to this funding? And why did Alberta Education think it was so important to also include them?
1: And what uh,
0: really hinders the accessibility of choice is whether you have transportation to and from those of choice and as uh, Trina had indicated earlier Elk Island uh, Public School Division has a number of alternative programs as do many other uh, public schools right across this province that will benefit from the ability to actually have transportation funding for those schools currently they would charge additional dollars because they're not funded uh, alternative programs or independent schools so this allows more students to have access to to the choice that they want. Uh, Parents can choose where they want to send their children and this will allow for them to have that access.
1: Thanks, Minister. Eva, do you have a follow-up question?
2: Um, Yes, I I know that the Minister spoke last week about the importance of uh, students at independent schools, like charters or francophones, being deserving of the bus funding because fees can be high for middle-income families, How do you justify providing bus funding for private schools as well? Schools where tuition is up to $20,000 a year, where we know families are not struggling financially, wouldn't that money be better spent elsewhere? Well, independent schools
0: um, and charter schools, uh, first of all, charter schools are public schools um, and independent schools are also part of the choice system that Alberta uh, values. Uh, right across this province, uh, while they uh, are roughly about 6.4% of the population, they only do receive uh, 1.0, or sorry, 4.0, I believe, 5% of the overall funding. Uh, they are funded at 70%, and they get absolutely zero funding for capital infrastructure. And so, when we look at providing. Uh, accessibility uh, right across this province. Uh, And and the other part, maybe I'll backtrack just a a little bit, just for your viewers, for everyone out there. Uh, Those individuals that are attending independent schools, when we had a survey of the social economic factors of those parents, um, they fall into the same categories as every other school right across this province. So um, the the parents are not uh, from Uh, Wealthy families, they are choosing to put their children there for for various reasons. Um, And uh, when I look at um, school authorities right across this province that are providing choice, such as Edmonton Public Schools with the alternative programs, such as independent schools, um, such as uh, any any other school choice that parents are making, we want to make sure that they have the ability to get to and from school. Every uh, parent in this province is a taxpayer, and they deserve to have their dollars um, uh, equitably distributed across all school authorities to make sure that everyone can get to school safely and um, in an affordable way.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Minister. Operator, can you please put through the next and final question?
3: Johnson, Post Media. Johnson, Post Media.
1: Hi, thanks for taking my question. Can Can you hear me?
3: Yes, yes, I can hear you. Thanks. This is for the minister. Um, I understand that this money is going to school boards for them to, to attract and retain bus drivers and, and offer this this transportation to uh, more uh, more more children, more families, expanding the eligibility. But, I mean, you're essentially writing a check here, and it's unclear to me that all eligible parents will be able to cash in on this. What happens if a school board is incapable of busing students who, are, who become eligible in 2024 because of capacity shortages or a shortage of, of drivers? What, what happens then?
0: Well, we, we work with school authorities right across the province, and uh, if they're having issues finding school bus drivers or, um, you know, or or any other logistical issues, then we help them through that process. Oftentimes, uh, there are other, um, uh, other possibilities that we can, we can help assist them with. That being said, school authorities also work together, uh, not just um, amongst with government, but also amongst other school authorities. So there's uh, transportation agreements. We have currently right now in the province roughly about 70% of all school authorities that work together to provide transportation or they hire out to companies if they themselves are not managing it. So there's a lot of options. We'll continue to work with school authorities and make sure that they're able to, to um, meet that obligation in September of 2024.
1: Thank you, Minister. Lisa, follow-up question. Yeah, sure. Just to follow up on that, I mean, can you provide
3: any specifics in terms of how you might help them through that process? And, and I'm also wondering from my colleague, uh, Trina, would you be able to tell us what kind of curriculum timeline you're looking for from the province? Okay. So
0: um, we are providing the funding so that school authorities can um, recruit, they can hire and they can retain school bus drivers. Um, school authorities are the ones that actually hold the contracts with the whether it's with directly with school bus drivers or with the companies that hire the school bus drivers. So we will work through that uh, perspective. If they have any logistical issues, then they come to the department, and my department will work, help them through various other steps. But really, it is about providing them the resources so that they can go out and, and do what they need to do. Whether it means hiring, um, you know, hiring more bus drivers, or or even purchasing bus, buses, because that will be a component as well for some school authorities that manage their own busing companies. Um, so. Um, On that side of it, uh, we will do what we need to do on our end to ensure that they're able to meet those needs. Um, We know that uh, that, uh, there is training that is required through the MELT program. We are the only uh, province in all of Canada that requires MELT for school bus drivers in the country, and so um, that is something that we continue to work with the Ministry of Transportation to ensure that we have the safest school buses in all of Canada, but also to ensure that our bus drivers are trained. With that, I'll turn it over to Trina for the other question.
2: So um, if you wouldn't mind repeating the question.
3: What kind of curriculum timeline you would hope to see from from the province going forward?
2: Uh, The sooner the better is always our philosophy um, because we have to, to, um, you know, do a lot of work uh, behind the scenes to get ready for successful implementation. And so um, to have it as soon as possible is always something that school boards ask for because it gives us more time to prepare um, as well as, uh, you know, help uh, support our teachers to be uh, successful in the classroom come September when the students walk through the doors.
1: Wonderful. Thanks so much, Trina. And thank you, Minister. That concludes our uh, media questions for the day. Thanks, everyone, for participating.